Hello. Welcome to the Bible Study Girl podcast. My name is Sarita, but you may know me as Bible Study Girl. And the first voice you heard was the executive producer of this podcast, Bible Study Brother. It is I, Bible Study Brother, but I'm also known as Icarus Gray over at Gray Area Anime. But this is the most wonderful podcast of your day. Soundtrack to Just Life, Gray Matter. Uh, go search Icarus Great Gray Matter with appearances from Bible Study Girl, Bible Study Mama, um, and my brother. So go check that out. Cool, cool, cool. Glad that you are have an opportunity to give yourself a shout out. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to shout that album out until you come out with the next one? Uh, Probably. Okay. But Just wondering. Dog, I also forgot to shout out something that's way more important than that. What? In the description, y'all need to go subscribe to the Bible Study Girl YouTube page because we got so much dope content for you. And if you don't get all the way through this podcast, you might not know that we have a YouTube page that is flourishing and growing and like God is moving. So come join the uh come join the train, man. Speaking of trains, this is a tangent. You got me on the train, but you know, um, when the cousins go out, usually I stay home with the children to babysit. Mm-hmm. And so I was there with the two littles this weekend. And you know, I like to sit on the floor. I'm a floor girl. So I was laying on the floor on my tummy. So the two littles get on my back. <laughs> the biggest one of the two littles says, choo choo, it's a train. I was like, first of all, I'm not a train. I'm a person. He was like, get up, get moving. So you saying get on the train just made me think of that. (laughs) I Um, I feel like I can guess which little it was. Yeah, no, but both of the little ones were on me. And the one on top of the the littlest one was like, cheese. I'll have to send you the video. (laughs) (laughs) It was a whole thing. Uh, I was like, no, for real, guys, like, get off of me. And they was like, no, like, this is what you're here for. (laughs) Bruh, not this is what you're here for. So, yeah. In two ways, brother. You know, it don't take much to get me off on a tangent. Um, We are getting ready to close out the first part of our exploration of the book Boundaries. The book Boundaries was written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend and Bible Study Brother and I have been giving you a breakdown of the chapters as we read them. They are not, um, it's not a point by point, bullet by bullet of the chapters. It's really like the big things that we get from the chapter. And we kind of let you guys in on how we're feeling. And it's a great opportunity for us to explore boundaries and how they function in our own personal lives. And so hopefully you've been getting help from this exploration with us, this dive into what a healthy boundary looks like. Um, yeah. So we hope it's been helping you. I don't know about you, brother. But I'm glad that we are getting ready to close the door on the first part of this book. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I'm doing a lot of exploration, which I think is good and necessary. And I'm, I'm, mm, I'm kind of ready to move into the healing of these things and just kind of see where the book takes you in terms of like, hey, 
it's okay. Let's you know, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And it's done pretty good so far. So I can't wait to see what's up next. Well, I was going to say, you know, part one is just really all about what are boundaries. And then you get into the specifics of boundary conflicts in part two. So after we discuss chapter six today, we're going to kind of do just like a brief overview of the things that we've learned or the hot, hot points, the high points, I guess, that we took away from this first part of the book. And then the next episode you guys hear from us will be a break from this because you deserve a break and we do too. Uh, we are not always about digging, digging, digging. Like my brother said, we do want to get to healing and having a good time and having a fun time. Um, so yes, we do hit on the heavy topics, but listen, this is life over here and we're we're living it. So let's dive into chapter six. Chapter six is entitled Common Boundary Myths. And they do a good job of breaking down different misconceptions people have when they hear the word boundaries, when they think about what it would take to establish a boundary. Um, and they really do. They use biblical examples um, to help you see why these beliefs you may have are really myths. They're not true. Um, so let's dig a little deeper. Um, first question, brother, for you is, how do you personally define selfishness? Uh, in regards to boundaries or just in general? Just in general. What is selfishness to you? Mm, well, given the pretext of the book, it would be like anytime I'm thinking of self. Like, that would be my definition. Like, no matter what it was, if I'm thinking about me, I'm being selfish. Right. Or I think for me, it's just putting my needs above others at any time. That's selfish to me. And mm -hmm. I, um, I think this book has helped me to restructure what selfishness truly is, what selfishness mm -hmm. looks like. <laughs> um, but I, I know I had a warped perception of what was selfish and we'll get into that I think when I talk about the top myths that like are ooh, in my life um so do you think that boundaries are selfish um given how I used to think of selfishness I used to because especially like when you would set a boundary and someone would have an opinion or a reaction to to set boundary Mm -hmm. that would then mentally emphasize a selfishness that uh, necessarily may or may not have been there. Um, mm -hmm. So they were very together in the sense that it's like, if I set a boundary, but you thought it was selfish, then I must be being selfish. I think two things can be true at the same time. I think of, of course, definitely you can have boundaries that are selfish, Um uh, and you have boundaries that are not selfish and they're just healthy, but other people perceive them to be selfish because they don't serve that person's purpose or, you know, yeah. it's not meeting that person's need. Yeah. But I do believe both of those things can be true at the time. At the same time, you know, you could have boundaries that are definitely selfish and um, don't benefit other people. So I was just wondering if you. Yeah, I just never. I, I mean, until like reading the book, I wouldn't have thought about the difference. I just would have thought that somebody saying to me what they felt was selfish in terms of whatever they were justifying for them made it all selfish. Therefore, like it's harder to set boundaries because 
boundary from this book, boundaries are you're gonna encounter um friction sometimes in setting a boundary with people, especially if that ain't their boundary. And so I just uh hyperbolize that to like making it seem like, you know, even good boundaries that you need to set, if it made somebody feel away, I'm like, nope, I'm out. Can't do it. Okay. So one thing I really wanted us to do, we kind of di- we did this with the last chapter. We picked the things that stood out to us the most. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about two of the myths that you that were discussed in the book in this chapter that you accepted as truth in your life personally. And then I kind of want you to talk about how your understanding of those myths has changed because you read this chapter so you can start off with one myth that you accepted as truth in your life um and kind of break down how that's changed and then i'll share one so we'll we're gonna do both do two total but you can start with your one Uh, first was myth number five uh boundaries mean that i am angry Mm -hmm. um so for the longest time like especially when I was younger, like I had a hair trigger in terms of if you said something that offended me or I didn't like, I would get angry. And the environment in, in kids and cultural environments in terms of that was always just like, you ain't got no right to this. You ain't got no right to be angry about whatever it was. And even in disagreements with my trinity of people, there was far and few times where if I was angry about something, it was okay or or not just like laughed at or whatever the case may be, like you tripping, da 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 da. So like when it got to talking about, you know, anger is like a defense and it's telling you to like stand on a boundary or move forward or whatever, like it was hard because a lot of times whatever my stuff will be filtered through if the two people who were most important to me thought it was valid or not. And if you didn't think it was valid, (laughs) you gonna act on it. And therefore now, instead of like, like I'm trying to stand on it, but it's like, uh, what, you know, and then you just end up in a place of, uh, perpetual anger or whatever the case may be because you didn't like work through it to 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 the solution and and everything from what the from what the book was saying but yeah like anger was a the huge thing for me in terms of like kind of realizing what it was like why I was angry so mm-hmm. much because I was trying to set a boundary and then like even though I'm saying things that are saying like hey this hurts me. I don't like this. This is making me mad. Instead of whatever, it's just like, are you tripping? And right. so I just internalized a lot of that and then like just go straight into, like I was telling you before the podcast, then I could just go straight into compliance. Because it's like, well, obviously there's something wrong with me. And I know how much that has like been a pitfall for me, especially when dealing with stuff where I'm trying to set boundaries. I just get angry immediately because then I'm thinking about every other time that I wasn't able to do whatever. So Right. And every other time that your boundaries, whatever they were, weren't respected. Yeah. Okay. So I think the number one myth that I operated from um, previously 
before getting any kind of therapy is that if I set boundaries, I'm being selfish. And that's why I asked you um, what selfishness looks like for you, uh, what you think selfishness is, because that's been a big thing for me. I think part of it is because I do have a love for people and I want to be a help. And so me telling other people no felt like I wasn't being loving. Yeah. I wasn't being giving. I wasn't doing everything I could for somebody else. And it took prayer and Jesus and therapy and reading this book and doing all other kinds of work to help me realize that boundaries are not selfish. Boundaries are actually very helpful. I keep going back to the analogy of the fact that we are, I I like, I keep saying this, but it's true. I like practical things, right? Mm -hmm. We have our knapsacks. That's our personal responsibility, the things that we're responsible for. And then we have those boulders, those things that are too heavy for us to carry on our own. Our knapsack is our personal responsibility, our daily load, Um you know, and God tells us his grace is sufficient to help us in any area of our lives. And I, for so much of my life and for in so many different instances, I was helping people with daily loads, things that were their responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I, there were things that I took upon myself that I didn't have to take upon myself because I didn't want to be selfish. I just want to help. I want to help you. I want to help you. I want to help you. But when you do that constantly, you're carrying your daily load, your knapsack, and then I'm grabbing everybody else's. And eventually you get worn down. And I was worn down. I was frustrated. I was angry. I didn't understand all that stuff. And so setting boundaries for me Freed up my hands, right, to take care of my own daily load, my own responsibility, my knapsack, the things that God has given to me personally to take care of. But it also gave me the capacity to help people with those boulders, those bigger things in life, those unexpected situations and circumstances that come along and not be overwhelmed. And I really had to sit and realize me taking care of my my responsibilities is not selfish it's actually good stewardship mm -hmm. um and i think part of it for me though is that helping other people meets a need for me cuz mm -hmm. i want to feel helpful i want to feel needed i want to feel like i'm contributing something to society and sometimes when you're just taking care of your daily load and your knapsack you don't feel like you're contributing to the community as a whole but there's a reason that god gives us all personal responsibilities and things he personally wants us to do um it's because he purposed us for it. he created us for you know specific things and specific gifts and specific talents so I really did have to do a lot of work to deconstruct the fact that setting boundaries is not selfish. It's healthy. It's 
stewardship. It's good stewardship of your time mm-hmm. and your resources that God has provided for you. That was not an overnight process. It's something I continue to work through. I'm in a much better place with that, but it is something that I continue to struggle with. So that was my first one. What was your other common boundary myth that you accepted as true? So this one was difficult to kind of pick because there were a couple, but the mm-hmm. one I keep drawing back to, and I actually think I missed the page. I think I missed number seven, but that's neither here nor there at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, myth number eight, boundaries are permanent and I'm afraid of burning my bridges. That's a good one. So, you know, like that coming from, like I tell you all the time, like I was real scared of that because of you most times because you got that cut off spirit. My cut off spirit is strong. And I'm going to say this. Now, I'm not one to often set boundaries, which causes me to get hurt a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And then Mm -hmm. finally, like. When I feel like somebody's in their Mortal Kombat finish her stage, then I put up the hugest boundary and you can't come back in. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead. Uh, So that was a huge thing for me, but also thinking about it with people. So like when I needed to set certain boundaries or things or, or tell somebody stuff I didn't like, I wouldn't because of the biggest fear that I said that was created by knowing that you have that strong cutoff spirit. I never wanted people to cut me off. I never wanted to set something and be separate from whoever it was because, and that's again, you know, it goes back to the anger. So I'm stuck in a cycle of being angry and getting mad because I'm trying to set a boundary, but it's like, well, dang, if I set this boundary with these two people, they're not going to, they, they won't love me anymore. They won't be around anymore. They won't care anymore. And that was a strong fear spiritually. And it's like, well, dang, my connection to to God is about to go out the window because, you know, in terms of oh no, it wasn't that one. Um, oh man, I can't remember which one it was. I'm gonna have to look through and and try and find it. But the one I was thinking about, there were they he was talking about a myth of like, and it might have been that one. I can't remember. But anyway, so the 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 example was talking about uh, finding your happiness like in somebody. And then not realizing that you need to set that boundary. I think it was when uh, me being rejected helps others or something like that. I think there might have been like six, I think. Um, Neither here nor there. I'm going to stick with the one I picked. But yeah, so um, in like thinking about it in a realistic sense, like as they explained it, you can set boundaries, and if somebody respects what it is that you got going on, well, hey, now we can have a conversation. Correct. Because that you was a- respect what I got going on. And so, you know, like, thinking about that, and like like I said, those two conflicting issues of, like, I'm going to give you the opportunity to respect what I got going on. If you do, then we can have a conversation. And because I control my boundaries, and they can change, and they ebb and flow, you know, give me a reason that says, okay, we can talk about this. If not, then I, I got to be okay with, you know, setting this boundary being not so much forever permanent, but at least permanent for now because we're not in that place. Right. They talk about in the book being afraid of being rejected by the people you love because um, they might not want to fool with you. Uh 
if you set a healthy boundary, but like you said, if they truly respect you and they love you, they will learn to respect your boundary. And when I read that part of the book, it made me think about some of the blowback I've gotten from people when I set boundaries that really are healthy. You know, it's not me being mean, coming from a place of evil intent, but just, hey, that's not going to work for me. Ultimately, people get over it. You know, they do accept it because that's what's going to work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is scary. It is scary to think that you could lose relationship with people if you tell them, I'm not comfortable with that or that doesn't work for me, you know? Um, So that is, that's something real, but I think I'm a witness and I, and I will say, I think like when I started therapy and I was going through this book with my therapist and we were talking about establishing healthy boundaries. That's a concern I had as well because y'all are my people, right? Mm -hmm. But y'all were crossing lines that were making me angry and same. you know i just same. i just <laughs> same exact same i just right i'm just saying i just was not in a good place so i did have a concern you know if i do this then they just not gonna want to fool with me well that's not what happened you know no you Maybe. adjusted yeah, we all legit, we all set up because the thing was, and what's crazy about it, and it's not like I, ha- I'm gonna be clear about this. It's not like I sat down with them and had a formal meeting and said, "Hey guys, I'm establishing boundaries. What you're not gonna do is X, Y, Z." I just said, "Oh no, I don't, I don't like that." You know. Yeah, and but I mean, I think that's the thing about God and and that time frame is we were all doing that because we were at a point to where we needed to or we were not going to survive um, for, it. well, at least for us. I mean, I can't speak for mom, but I know I can speak for at least the situations of knowing what boundaries were being set when and where. Um, And more so, I just directed to me because I don't want to speak for anybody. But I know for me at that time, like, I had boundaries I know I needed to set. And had to stand on it, (laughs) had to stand on whatever it was. And that was rough because it was like, well, I don't know what's going to happen on the other side of this. But if I don't, then how can I reasonably be who I'm supposed to be or step out to where I need to be? So I know you're specifically discussing our fight, but I'm talking about my discussions with my therapist. No, 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 no. no. I, I, I knew what you meant, but I was saying, I was just talking about like time frame wise in terms of thinking about like us and building these boundaries and how pivotal right. it's, because it's, it's just, a- it kind of just boiled over is more so what I'm saying. And then we just kind of had to, you know. It's been a progression yeah. uh, of boundaries and establishing healthy boundaries. And I think our fight is a great example of what happens when you have unhealthy boundaries for a real long time? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not pretty. It's not cute. It's not fun. And I'm thankful now uh, that we, after we had the explosion, that we've been able to rebuild and establish more healthy boundaries. Are they perfect? Absolutely not. They're definitely can improve. But I think we are collectively as a trio in a much better place. Yeah. And the biggest thing in the book that I was like, 
especially during the, the, the angry portion or whatever. It's just like when you set boundaries, you get angry less. And I'm that like, and I'm like, I, it's such a real thing because I am getting way less angry in regards to situations of like stuff that would have like just sent me off the edge in between us, like, and trying to like be better with like communicating it or, or whatever the case may be. But that's something that came from, this is my boundary. I just want to make this clear. I've never, you know, I, I don't think I said it the way I wanted to say it. And I'm going to say it this way now because, you know, a verse, a sermon or something made this more clear to me what it was I was trying to say. Right. And I, I also, like I said, I like for stuff to be practical. Like we not sit down and say, hang on. I didn't the boundaries book talking about y'all in therapy intensively and these are the steps that my therapist and I have decided would be beneficial for our relationship <laughs> it was definitely just relational living life with them and you know when instances came up like yeah I would be more comfortable if we do this blah 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 you know not coming from a place of anger or confrontation and then having to repeat it it wasn't a one-time thing like because we had lived life for so long in an unhealthy way it's something that has to be repeated over and over and over and over and over and over again um so it takes commitment and repetition let me talk about my other boundary myth and we've kind of been talking about it um the other boundary myth that stood out for me is that if i set boundaries i will hurt others that was something that I talked about extensively in therapy. Like I said, I am a giver, giver, giver. My mama is a giver, giver, giver. So what happens when I have to tell her, no, I can't do that. And not necessarily have an explanation. Like everything doesn't have an explanation. But just no, I don't. That's that's not it, you know. Um, yeah, also, I am a giver, giver, been- giver, huh? Do you think I do you think you've been hurt by some of my boundaries? Mm, not so much the boundaries, but it's just like it gets so abrupt and a lot of times it's in things that appear selfish. Not so much that it's like I was asking you for something, but right. it's more like, well, dang, you just did this to me 20 different times, but you don't want that for you okay cool i guess like i I see you know like that would be more my anger it wasn't so much that it's like oh you can't do it like (laughs) prime hypothetical example (laughs) uh y'all know i get the most serious about hypotheticals because i'm always thinking about mindsets it don't care like the hypothetical itself ain't got nothing to do with that huh you cannot talk hypotheticals in Bible study, brother. No. We literally stopped talking for six months because of hypothetical situation. Um, but again, <laughs> it's just because again that but that's a you know, also a misunderstanding of boundaries, but also like I said, it's just the mindset thing. But that that was one of them things where I'm like, Oh, that's what you think of me. Like it was beyond the hypothetical situation, but it literally started because we yeah. were at the Chinese restaurant talking about a hypothetical situation go ahead yeah yeah that's where we were um but yeah overall i think like it so it's never like i've never felt like hurt but like that 
mindset of what that meant hurt because it was like like I said to you before it was like prove yourself to me fun like with all the stuff that I have no no knowledge of prove yourself to me first and I was like that's okay that's a little that's a little disrespectful because I would not do that in regards to if I was in the same position but that's also a boundary for you like no you don't understand anything about it so then it's either impressed upon me to explain this stuff to you and then deal with however that is or just move on and be like well I would not I would not look for an investment from you in regards to this because that just ain't that ain't how it, how, it, how it's gonna work um so yeah stuff like that in terms of like the mindset of like how that works or how that would play out it would be where I was hurt like incorrectly I think I cut you off I don't know what you were okay um so let's do a quick wrap up and a review what okay. have you decided to do personally as a result of everything we've talked about um, in part one of this book chapters one through six is there any one thing that you've taken away from chapter one through six that you're like oh applying this to my life I'm using this this is going with me Marriage-wise, being very clear about my boundaries in terms of, well, our, like, marital boundaries that I have in regards to our marriage, in regards to, like, our families. Um, Because often, like, at the beginning of your marriage, you can be very uh, malleable to what everybody outside of your marriage wants versus what is our foundation, what are we standing on, what are the things that we need to get to that next step for us. So when thinking about the anger, when thinking about these different uh, myths, when thinking about the different laws and the different types of people recognizing, and realizing um, how I need to grow, how I need to be better, things I need to clearly state um, and stand on regardless of whether it makes people feel happy, comfortable or not, but knowing spiritually this is what we have to do and people are not respectful of this um and kind of carrying that and, and and walking forward it's what i've gained from the book i mean it's hard and it's gonna be hard in a lot of different places especially given where we're going next in terms of like starting our own family for real for real so yeah so that is definitely, that's not a decision you came to yourself. You and your wife discussed, correct? You didn't come um, your well, no, no, well, I'm just saying, like, we are going to discuss them. I'm just saying, like, okay. that for me is Got a it. thing that I want to do moving forward because I know Got it's it. imperative because I was not clear on my boundaries in a lot of different places. And therefore, whatever the ramifications of that were, we both had to incur and endure. And it's not on her to... Uh, understand something that I didn't make clear. Got it. We talked about that in one of the chapters. I think for me, like I said, it's the little things. It's the simple things that really stick with me. It's the practical things. Mm -hmm. So from chapter one through six, I think for me, the most profound, and I've already discussed it today, but I'm going to discuss it again. It's the difference between your knapsack which is your daily load, your personal responsibility, and then mm -hmm. that boulder, those things that come in life that are unexpected that you can't handle on your own and you you don't have to handle it on your own. That's what community is for. And that's why people are there to help you. So I think I keep that 
in the forefront of my mind. And also the analogy of the fact that we live in a community, right? But mm. I'm responsible for my personal property. That's the analogy. What goes on in my house? Yes, you can come in, you can come out. Another thing you talked about, you you talked about um, how boundaries don't always have to be permanent. Mm-hmm. And that's something my therapist and I discuss frequently. Like, there are some people in my life that I struggle maintaining relationship with because they're abusive to me, right? Mm-hmm. And so we talk about, like, you know, this boundary does not have to be permanent. They can prove to be trustworthy people, safe people. Um, so every boundary you establish doesn't have to be permanent, Um like right now, I'm in a definite money crunch, you know, cook at home, <laughs> you know, like get rid of debt. And that's not a permanent boundary because you are building towards, you know, financial independence amongst other things. Right. But the thing is, I won't always have to be as strict as I'm being mm-hmm. now. That's a boundary that will be able to change and flex i'll be able to go on a vacation again eventually this is not a permanent no vacation you know life for me but these are the boundaries that need to be in place at this time so that i meant to say that earlier when you were talking about permanent boundaries and then i got sidetracked because you know how i do um (laughs) part one has been great for me yeah talking about boundaries breaking down boundaries breaking boundary myths Mm, I got really go ahead I just thought about I got one more and the biggest thing is that dang chapter four man like (laughs) chapter four did it but settling into the fact that it's like I will create healthy boundaries with my children and I will allow them to know their boundaries and have that power of no where it's like it's incredibly difficult I think within our community and our culture for like kids to have the power to say no. And like, even if it's under the, um, you know, like, yeah, there are things I respect your boundary and you might not like doing this, whether it's like washing dishes or something like that, but you still got to do it. I respect you, you know, like, so learning that or trying to learn that and prayerfully learning that spiritually on the front end is going to help me dealing with, you know, all these different transitions because I want to be the best father. Um, I want to have the best relationship with God, but I want to show that to my kids. So that way they understand setting a boundaries, um, being protected and being able to like not be um, broken by people who don't respect boundaries because this world kind of teaches us to not respect boundaries. That is so very true. And you can become so complacent and compliant you know i can just speak as the survivor of childhood sexual abuse the power of no is super important and giving your children the tools to say no this is my body you cannot touch me like that's not mm -mm, we're not doing it so i think that's important that's important as a parent to pour into your little ones yeah Anyways, I'm all done with chapter one through six. I don't know about you, but I do need a break from the book. I need a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> um, a bit of time because there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of 
reconstructing and actual working through different things. Like I said, that anger one was a big, like, because I was like, mm, that, <laughs> you know, that rings so true. Like, because it's immediately when I was reading it, I just thought about every time where I was like saying, hey, I don't like this and I'm getting laughed at. And I'm like going in, like, it is literally like going insane. And and it's like, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it was. And like, yeah, there are times where it's like, okay. And, and see, I'm doing it now. I'm going into a compliance thing where it's like, well, this was okay because this was happening, you know. And I was, a, and it's like, no, it just wasn't cool. Like, it could have been in a different way. And like, instead of antagonizing my anger, just kind of under, like, let's talk. Well, let's work through something or let's get by it. And that's stuff that I want to have because I don't want that to happen. Because, like, I have, like, I can literally, like, every time I can remember something, like, I literally just felt like I was going to, like, my brain was, like, tearing across at the seams because I'm getting, like, gas lit because it's, like, whatever you're feeling is not this. And it's just, like, I am literally feeling, like, such a intense, like, I just need to explode. I can't, I don't know what else to do. What I think is so great, you know, I think about we are definitely older parents than our parents were. Mm -hmm. We have definitely been exposed to a lot more things. We've had more time, more leisure to be concerned about mental health, wellness, and all those kinds of things. So um, I think it's a blessing that you get the opportunity to parent from a place with more information and mm. more understanding. And hopefully your children won't antagonize their younger siblings like I used to antagonize you. But I mean, like I said, again, I understand more now because I'm not like, because I used to, like the resentment was based in uh, not understanding things you've been through. Right. You know, but again, I can't get that if it's not told to me. But at the same time, you know, there's a grace in that. There's a forgiveness in those things for those for everybody. And I have forgiveness for people. I'm not I didn't bring all that stuff up to be like, I ain't got no forgiveness. But it's just like, no, I forgive because there was not an understanding, because if we didn't, we never had safe boundaries. Like between the three of us, what boundaries were there? You know, where do we feel safe? Outside of just being with each other and therefore how can you form your personal boundaries when you are so codependent that a boundary seems like a separation. 100%. So. Very true fact, brother. Um, but when you know better. You do better. You do better. And God um, is good all the time. Yeah, we have boundaries. <laughs> Our houses are still in the same neighborhood. But guess what? Every property has a fence, and you can't yeah. just come over here at any time. No. And you know you don't need to just come over to my house. No, nah, I mean, ditto. Ditto. Well, it will be ditto. It's close. But, Very close. But you, everybody. I already know. I already know, though. But you, that boundary has been set. That is a boundary that I feel like, you know, I, <laughs> I make certain people recoil when I say right. it because they don't understand that I'm really like that, but it's fine. But here's the thing, we still, we, we, all of our houses are still in the same neighborhood. We just are healthier. Yeah. Uh, we don't just invade on folks' properties anymore. Oh, yeah. Cause I gotta, yeah. I gotta make sure my property is good. I want my property to get 
the attention and I want my landlord, the Lord of all lords, king, to be happy with <laughs> this, the condition well, of this house. Well, what you doing over at your house? Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm glad that we're going through boundaries. We're going to take a break, just have some lighthearted conversations. Well, they may not be lighthearted, but just have conversations. <laughs> break it up. <laughs> Break it up a little bit, guys, so you guys can get a break. And you can also use the break time to go out and get the book and start reading it for yourself and start asking yourself some of these questions and start yeah. implementing some things in your life that make your life better, that make it easier for you to handle your knapsack, your daily load, your daily responsibility, and put you in a better position to help people in the community with those boulders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and uh, let us know down in the comments once you start reading. Like, what are some things that you learned? Um, answer some of the questions that we've you know pro uh, proposed or given to one another, proposed to one another. Um, and I just kind of want to see. I want to walk through this together, you know, hand in hand. It ain't this ain't easy, but we're gonna do it together and we're gonna make it. And as long as you remember that it's not you and I that preach, but we preach, you'll be good. And and until we meet again, guys, keep preaching. And you can hit us up um, at BibleStudyGirl2019 at gmail.com. Oh, and <laughs> the rest of the socials are down in the description. But if you would like to get in contact with us, like she just uh, said, BibleStudyGirl2019 at gmail.com, our Facebook page, uh, and the Instagram, uh, underscore BibleStudyGirl. Again, I will repeat. I will say it every week if I need to, if I must. I'm about to have to start getting on the promotion on the on the page. Hey, I have access to this page too. But anyway, it is what it is. So do do the thing again one more time. Um, until it's you, again. and then I say until oh. we meet again. Well, it's not you or I that preach, sister. It's we preach. Come on. And the two of me again, guys. Keep preaching. For real this time. <laughs>